0: Welcome to Public Health Plus, the show after the show. I'm MJ. And I'm Cass. So this is a topic that we knew from day one that we eventually have to talk about, which is we need to talk about the police. And I think the a good connection with the main episode that we just did is that there is a distrust between some communities and law enforcement for all the right reasons, I think. And obviously that's a big issue because then it becomes like an antagonizing forces and then you can't really do effective law enforcement if the community doesn't believe in you. And then George Floyd, I think was the biggest catalyst When people come out and say, yeah, like when I'm in trouble, I don't call the police.
1: Well, it started long before George Floyd. I think that's true. The shift when George Floyd was murdered was that people other than black and brown communities really started to pay attention. Right. There's long, long, long overdue attention on this issue. You know, you raised the, the comment about distrust between police and communities. You know, when we think back, To the way some police departments were formed, actually, in some states, they formed out of slave patrols (laughs) and sort of they saw their role as oppressing or putting in place sort of the black Americans that they needed to sort of be policed and wrangled in ways that sort of kept them oppressed, or further disenfranchised. And that has continued in many states and many places, just decades, if not centuries, of unconstitutional policing targeting Black and Brown bodies and communities, thinking about illegal searches or pat-downs, just generally really horrible interaction. So, for example, a really common thing, hopefully it's not happening, although I can't, I I don't want to say that it's not happening anymore, but a lot of attention was put on this. And so it's hopefully not happening. But in Baltimore, officers from the gun trace task force would see a group of people sort of standing on a corner or sitting on a stoop and would intentionally drive straight at them very, very quickly or like right up to them and slam on the brakes. And if anybody ran, which, you know, if a car's coming at you, like you're going to run.
0: Yeah, of course you were. And then
1: if anybody ran, they would arrest them because, you know, they would claim that they ran from law enforcement when like they were driving a car right at them. Anyway, there are a number of reasons why communities have a lack of trust in law enforcement. And when law enforcement is not seen as legitimate because they are not treating people with respect, they're not effective at doing the job that they are tasked to do. People aren't going to call the police when they have an issue because they rightfully are concerned that calling the police...
0: It's going to bring more trouble, yeah.
1: They may be victimized by police when they call for help.
0: They may be the one arrested instead of...
1: Or they may be shot before anybody even gets there to ask any questions.
0: And I think this is a key part of community violence. Like In a lot of community, when you don't trust law enforcement, you kind of have to figure out things by yourself and that might lead to escalation and all this other issue
1: well and along that note if you're engaged in an illicit economy if you get robbed you're not going to call the police and say hey no (laughs) this other guy like robbed me and stole all my drugs right no you're going to try to find the person you're going to retaliate
0: escalation right
1: right again we talked in the main episode about sort of rational and irrational decisions and if you are engaged in an illicit economy you don't have the option of calling law enforcement to help you solve your crime the way other folks do.
0: While we're on this topic, you know, this is a space that we are we, we are safe and then we get spicy and controversial. But, you know, it's a safe space for us to sort of just talk whatever's on our mind. And I have to talk about or I should say rant about broken window policing.
1: Do you know this? Of course, I know what broken of course window you know policing this, right?
0: is. <laughs> Why am I asking you? <laughs> so, you know, for folks who don't know what broken window policing is, it's a idea that some a scholar or I don't know who came up with this. Do you know who came up with this? You might know more history.
1: I don't remember the name, but in his defense, what he described it's is not what not we practice. What? No. right. So, like, basically, law enforcement took his theory uh-huh. and used that to justify decades of unconstitutional. Policing.
0: Search and seizure. Right. So it's kind of like what Marx wrote and what how communism practice is like two completely different things. The same thing, like how broken window policing is theoretically described.
1: I just want to be super clear. There is the broken windows theory.
0: Yes. And broken window policing. Yes.
1: Right. The sort of the sticking point for me. And you can feel free to agree to disagree. We need to look up his name. Hang on. All right. So broken windows theory was introduced in the early 80s to a couple of social scientists, James Wilson and George Kelling. And really the theory is that signs, visible signs of disorder, broken windows, trash, vacant buildings, graffiti, you know, broken streetlights, et cetera, sort of visible signs of disorder are supportive of or conducive to creating actual criminal disorder. That if you see these physical features, then people are more likely to engage in crime, and that if policing were to target some of these minor crimes associated with disorder like vandalism or loitering or these kinds of things that you could create a better sense of order and lawfulness this was taken by rudy giuliani Mm -hmm, in mm the 90s and like really bastardized it i think that's a great
0: way to say to a certain
1: extent which is taking a zero tolerance approach to any kind of quality of life issue so that basically an Entire generation of black men, black and brown men in particular, were arrested just like simply for being. You know, if you're sitting on a a stoop, standing on a corner, any of these kinds of things, you would get arrested for those things.
0: Yeah. And because of mandatory minimums and how our criminal justice system is you know, very discriminatory, they often get penalties that just far outweigh whatever crimes that they were being uh, arrested for. So my rant is this. So you you summed it really nicely. The whole idea of broken window policing... Sorry, the whole idea of broken window theory... Is that you need to fix the broken windows. Right. That's the whole thing. It's not, it's not, the, the idea is that, like, okay, uh, if you see these signs and if we were to spend the money on infrastructure or on cleanup, so to sort of remove these signs, like fixing broken windows, painting over graffiti, picking up trash, cleaning weeds on the sidewalk or having a sidewalk in the first place, if we were to invest in these things to fix the broken windows, you're going to create a safer environment, right? That's the idea.
1: Right. That these, these, broken windows right in quotes or or trash or whatever it is signals to the people in these communities that nobody cares nobody's invested and so like why should they Care. Care, right. About it. and But... But if you fix the things, then it signals that you care, right? You don't have to arrest people. You just spend the money. Sorry.
0: Yeah. No, so it bothered me so much to know that this idea, which is, I think, a pretty neat idea, has just been turned into arrest literally everyone that we don't like.
1: Right. It just justifies... The kinds of policing that folks wanted to engage in to to really manage and restrict Black and Brown bodies,
0: yeah, and this ties into the distrust. And when you have distrust in law enforcement, you behave differently, and uh, it's not a helpful thing to have,
1: right? Well, if you don't trust law enforcement, if you don't believe they're serving a legitimate purpose, not only can that lead to more negative interactions between police and communities, it can also lead to violence because people may not trust the police to respond appropriately or to solve their crime, and so they they may feel like they have to take justice into their own hands. One thing I just want to make super clear, I work very closely with law enforcement. There are some folks in public health who say, you know, we should, we should abandon police, we should leave them to their own devices, like they're a, a totally flawed system, and we should just say, screw them, they should go figure their own stuff out. I think that is a terrible idea, because Like we need to address the issues inherent in policing. And even if we were to say, okay, tomorrow we're going to shift to this whole new system and we're going to rely on restorative justice and we're going to think about prevention and all of these pieces, which we should be promoting those practices there are still going to be individuals who are going to harm others, and not everyone wants to engage in a restorative justice process, and so those folks need to be held accountable. And while we're ramping up some of these other pieces, we can't just say, okay, we're going to go like totally lawless while we're waiting for these other strategies to go into place. So my my big thing, I think we need to reprioritize the things that police are Focused on. We talked in a prior episode that case closure rates for homicide and non fatal shootings are abysmally low. Yeah. Like embarrassingly low. So we need to prioritize solving crimes as opposed to just stopping everybody and, you know, spending all of our time patrolling communities and harassing folks and stopping cars and all those kinds of pieces, which we see commonly in a lot of our urban areas.
0: This is a topic that we're going to revisit for sure in a full main episode, possibly multiple times. And we'll definitely come back to how to perhaps engage with law enforcement to sort of address the issues that we currently have.
1: We'll likely have an episode in the future focused on shootings by police as well. Thank you for listening to Public Health Plus, the show after the show. You can expect these more spicy and opinionated episodes
0: every Monday. If you like the show, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help us and spread the word about the show.
1: Join us every Thursday for our main episodes. And remember, everything is public health.
0: Everything is public health.